Humans, humans, what a time to be alive. And what do I mean by that? I mean, humans, I live in New York City, Brooklyn specifically. And uh, my neighbor across the street has got an electric leaf blower. Maybe it's a leaf blower. Maybe it's a lawn vac. He has no lawn. They have a tiny little garden. But whatever they're up to over there, it's noisy. And cities are noisy. New York City's noisy. I live on a relatively quiet street. In fact, I do live on a quiet street, not even relatively. But this is a noise I would expect to hear. <clears throat> Excuse me, a peanut stuck in my throat there. This is a noise I would more expect to hear, you know, in America. <laughs> America, in suburbia. This is uh, what I picture when I hear the monkeys sing another pleasant valley sunday to hear a leaf blower but you know the 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 low price of technology these days this thing is not on a cord this thing is cordless battery operated you know technology is just easy to get there are less and less barriers to injury and thus there's a leaf blower across the street and i'm why am I giving you such exposition about it? Well, I want you to know why the there may or may not be a weird sound. I've got the I've done the necessary adjustments to the microphone to try to pick up the least amount possible. And we'll just see, humans. We'll just have to see. Welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show. This is your Friday, April the seventh episode. Of course, that's the earliest you can hear it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So humans, the basketball has wrapped up. Gonna give you a little wrap up. We did have an we did have an exciting time here at the City Hall Show. It did come down to the last game between our two listeners, Ryan and Collinsworth, and Chuck in Oregon. So how do you like that? Humans today are gonna talk a little bit about about something that's driving me crazy. And it's a public project that took place here near my home. I also want to talk about the idea of lifetime guarantees, okay? And once again, want to address the idea of chat GPT and this, uh, the way that AI just seems to be getting like exponentially smarter every time we open a newspaper. For those of us that still open a newspaper. So humans, right off the bat, the basketball. Wow, what a tournament. UConn, incredible. They blew people away. And yes, our boy, Ryan and Collinsworth, won the whole thing. It came down to the last game. Very exciting. We're going to try to check in on him. Not today, but hopefully for next week. We'll check in on him. We'll see. We'll hear what it's like to win $100 in March Madness tournament. I, I've only won one of these things once in the 10 years or so that I've been putting one on, hosting one. Um, but it was pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting. A little windfall of cash to start out the spring. No one's mad at that. And humans, it is supposed to start raining here very shortly. So perhaps the rain will uh, scare off this electric machine. I, mean, I can't figure out what the machine quite is, but th this this person's garden 
They have a little front area. My block has these like front areas, little small areas where you, you're kind of fenced off. And they have like a, I mean, seriously, it's like a five foot by four foot garden. Nine square feet. And I have no idea what he could, what could he still be doing? Oh, oh, humans. It's a power washer. It's a power washer. I thought it was a leaf blower from this far away. There's also kind of a car in the way. So he's power washing his home and stuff on the garden. I, I don't know why you would be power washing stuff in your garden. Nevertheless, I guess the rain's not going to scare him off. <laughs> Perhaps he planned it. Power washing in the rain. Who knows? But it is electric, at least. It's not some loud combustion engine. We thank you, and Mother Earth thanks you, my neighbor. So, humans, in the park near me, McCarran Park, they recently did a major overhaul on the bathrooms in this building there that houses a lot of the park lawn equipment. Couple-year overhaul. And unveiled it last summer. And it's a cafe. It has a couple different options. There's seating. And they kind of upgraded the bathrooms, but kind of left the bathrooms the same. And first of all, what has infuriated a lot of people is we don't need another cafe over here. Greenpoint and Williamsburg have an abundance of cafes. Why does the city need to create like a point of commerce in our parks why do they need to create a thing that can be leased by private businesses in our public parks i don't understand it doesn't make any sense like whatever i think it's stupid and a lot of people are upset and some people are like why don't they just make the bathrooms bigger who needs a stupid cafe I agree. This park on a busy, busy day, there's a line for the bathroom. And anyway, they built this stupid cafe, whatever. I've still not patronized it. It's probably been open about nine months now. But the bathroom, the men's room, humans, is the most poorly designed bathroom ever. They kept the fixtures the same, which is fine. So it's old urinals, two old urinals, and one old sit-down toilet. But they changed the doorway, completely changed the doorway, and now it's like the door is in the way. So there's no way, there's no way to like have the, the door is not naturally closed on this men's room. And the way the line is for the family bathroom and the women's room is everyone in line for those two can see directly into the urinals, directly in, and the angle at which they stand they can actually see men's private parts because of the way it is. Now, you know, it's New York City. You're never going to see most of these people again. So it's not that big of a deal. We all have we all have privates and that's how it is. But it still can be unsettling. And there's no dividers. They could have built a divider and at least it would apply some privacy. And the other thing is there's no way to be in line for this bathroom 
There's no way for anyone to be in line in the bathroom. You have to only be in line outside of the bathroom. And it's almost impossible. The way they built this new door, you almost can't wash your hands while someone is pissing at the closest urinal next to it. Now, Sid, this sounds like whatever. Here's the thing. We're in New York City. How many interior designers are here? How many city planners are here? How many architects are here? How many people do this stuff for a living at a very high level? I mean, all across the country, but I mean, especially in New York. And yet this is what we're left with. An unfunctional men's room. I just went in there the other day. I was in the park. And I had to pee and I had my ba- I had a tote bag with me. I was leaving the park. I'd been in the park for a while. I had a tote bag with me. To negotiate that door while someone was peeing in the closest urinal to the door and to get behind them without bumping them was almost a miracle. So we've got this shiny new cafe. But the thing that the thing that we need, no one needs a cafe. Everyone needs to pee. So stupid you know what they say follow the money someone got paid and someone didn't care humans do you have instances of stupidity in public projects where you live is there something that really really burns you up where you live let me know listen to at cityhollowshow.com record into the voice memo app on your smartphone hit the share button and email it to that address, listener line at sydneyhallshow.com. So humans, lifetime guarantees. Lifetime guarantees. As you all know, I'm I am now 42. I'm I've just finished another lap around the sun. Of course, I'm going to have a birthday. My birthday party will be a movable feast. Thinking perhaps June 5th. I don't know. But I did just have a birthday this week, humans, on the 5th. 5th. So I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser. But I finally, finally reckoning with this idea of a company giving you a lifetime guarantee. And I may not be new to this. I'm certainly not new to this. I'm sure someone else has thought of this. But there was a company here for years called Brooklyn Industries. And they made graphic tees, hoodies, coats, and they had bags. Messenger bags, backpacks, what have you. Bags were a big part of the brand. And I was... I was sucked in. I was hook, line, and sinker, a Brooklyn Industries guy for a little while. And uh, they they started out with like one. When I moved here, I think they only only had like one brick and mortar, maybe two or three. And eventually they had like nine. They had like three in the city and one in Philadelphia. And they had one in like Chicago and one in Seattle. Something crazy like that. Crazy. But it was always a big deal that their bags had lifetime guarantees. And their stuff was pricey. You know, no, no more expensive than a Patagonia or a North Face or something like that. But pricey, but a lifetime guarantee. I was like, oh, that's great. This thing's good for life. Well, I have a Brooklyn Industries backpack. And the inside 
could use a little touch up. Some of the seams are coming across inside, so it makes some of the pockets tough to use internally. So for years in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I wonder what I should do about this, you know? I mean, just if I knew someone that could sew, I could have them kind of patch it up for me. I was like, oh, I wonder what, wonder what they would ever do for me, you know? This lifetime guarantee on this bag. So anyway, it turns out they don't really exist anymore. All their brick and mortars are done. They have some kind of an online shop, but it's not owned by the original people anymore. And there's no longer anything about lifetime guarantee. So I think it's just a, it almost just seems like a web page. Like they're just limping along. Like someone's like, well, I'll buy the name and sell a few clothes through here. But it's not what it was. And I think with that goes the lifetime guarantees. And I'm like, huh, it finally dawned on me. You know, lifetime guarantee. I always thought they meant my life. Cool, man. So if I buy this thing, it's good for life. But I've always thought my life. It's just now occurring to me, they mean their life, the life of the business. <laughs> so like, then a lifetime guarantee is only a perk it's only a perk if you really, in your heart of hearts, think that a company is going to outlive you. What a sobering thought. Like, now when I shop, if I'm going to buy a pair of Wolverine boots or something, I'm like, okay, well, let's just, let's just say I live to be 90, 42 now. So that means 48 years. So I, any... It's just going to change the way I shop, humans. Now, whenever I hear about a lifetime guarantee, I'm, I'm going to be doing the math. I'm going to be like, well, it's only a lifetime guarantee if I think your company is going to last longer than me. I mean, you know, the economy right now, there's recession fears. Are we actually going to dip into a recession? Is this as close as we're going to get? Who knows? But if we do, companies are going to go out of business. Lifetime guarantee. I mean, I know there's something in Tommy Boy where he's like putting down guarantees and just suggesting that, you know, a guarantee is just something stupid written on the box, written on a box. And, and you know, what I'm describing would be a guarantee written on a tag. But I've, I've always thought, oh, lifetime guarantee, lifetime guarantee. I mean, I look around my room, humans, you know. I have a lot of outdoor products, and I'm a brand name guy. I have a lot of stuff in this room with lifetime guarantees, and I'm thinking about it all differently. I'm thinking about it all differently. Do I think Jansport will still be in business in 48 years? Do I think North Face will still be in business for 48 more years? I mean, to answer both of those, I, I guess. But it makes me wonder. I mean, are there greedy CEOs out there that are like, you know, 65? And they're like, well, yeah, let's give things a lifetime guarantee. Because I'm only going to live 35 more years. It's my lifetime. I mean, that must be what these business owners think. What do I care? I'm not going to be around. The customer thinks I mean their life. The customer thinks I mean eternal. No, I just mean my life. As long as I'm alive, the lifetime of the CEO, 
the lifetime of the business owner. That, I mean, I finally understand that's what a lifetime guarantee is. The life of the business or the life of the business owner. I've had it all wrong. And I mean, I don't know. Again, let's just say I live to be 90. When I'm 85, will I think of lifetime guarantees differently? I'll be like, oh, sure. Sure. I believe your company will stay in business for another five years. Or will I ask for a discount? Well, I'll be like, listen, one of the reasons your products are so expensive is because there's a lifetime guarantee. I'm only going to live five more years. So that's that's a perk. That's a feature that I'm not even going to get much use of. So can I buy your bag for like $50 less? You know, just spitballing here, humans. And humans, I've, I ran into this in a professional environment myself. I should have realized this about a year ago, humans, but I've just put the pieces together recently. As you may or may not know, I worked at a chain, you know, a national, a nationwide chain, a big company. I worked at a chain bicycle shop a year ago. I was a salesman, salesperson selling bikes for one of the big American bicycle brands. Made in America. Darn it. But in my particular shop, my particular location in Hell's Kitchen, uh, it had been a bicycle, it had been a mom and pop before. It had been a mom and pop before. And the mom and pop, like, I guess the business was, was like too much or wasn't going well or whatever. So apparently the story goes, they were like happy to be bought out and sell to the chain where I ended up working. I, I was never around for the mom and pop. And before I got to the chain, it had already been open for like at least a year or something like that. But on occasion, people would come in and be like, I bought a bike here 10 years ago. It's like, well, you know, yes, you bought a bike from this store, this earth, but not from this company. Um, <laughs> and I was promised one free tune-up a year for life. And it was really incredible watching people argue, try to wrap their head around it like, yeah, but I have a lifetime guarantee and I still have the receipt. And it's like, yeah, but your receipt to a business that no longer is here. They still have a location in Westchester, so maybe you should try to bring it up there, I guess. But these people, they would still patronize the shop because it's the place they had been going forever. So some of these people were, were like regular customers of the bike shop where I worked. But they would be so adamant that eventually sometimes the uh, manager and, and whoever else was a decision maker there would be like, just give it to him. So some, some people, some people were managing, at least for the time being, to cling to their one free tune-up a year for life that was promised to them by a shop that no longer exists. But how interesting we take this lifetime guarantee, because I guess they're still in the headspace of, no, you meant my life. It's like, no, I think they meant the life of the business. Or at least that's how it's um, settled out. Anyway, humans, lifetime guarantees, not 
the added value we thought. Wild. Do any of you humans, do any of you have experience with a lifetime guarantee, perhaps not outliving you? Let me know. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Okay, humans, you know I like to talk about AI. You know I like to talk about chat GPT. And you know I like to talk about nostalgia. So this next topic is going to scratch all those itches. As you would probably imagine, humans, I'm not a gamer. I don't identify as a gamer. I don't play video games these days. Occasionally, over the years, I've had, like, FIFA the iPhone version of FIFA, but that was a long time ago. And I've, I've dabbled in the iPhone version of, like, Madden a few times, but it just doesn't doesn't suck me in. But I, I, I enjoyed playing video games in middle school and high school. Racing games, good football game. Humans, I'm realizing that, like, as these AIs get smarter... It just must be a whole different landscape. In my own personal experience, when I had an NCAA football game back in 1999, you know, I would try to play a season with my favorite team, the Tennessee Volunteers, and I would have a you know a couple a handful of plays that I would do, and the the, the computer on the PlayStation back then, you know, it didn't really pick up on patterns. It's like, oh, okay, I'll do this pass play, and then I'll do this running play, and then I'll do this running play, and this is my favorite running play, so I'll just do it all, all the time. And I could win, you know, and eventually I got to where, you know, I more or less could go undefeated for a season at least once. But it's a, it would be a different ball game. When you'd have a real live friend come over, they'd be like, oh, you keep... You keep doing this exact same running play over and over again. Well, I finally figured out a defense that will stop it, and I'll just do that constantly, and that'll stop you. And it would be like humbling. Oh, right, I'm playing against a person, not just a... a, a, Here's a harsh word for you AI bots out there, you chat GPTs. It's a person, not just a stupid computer. And so there was something refreshing about playing a person because you're like, oh, I actually have to use a more discriminating strategy. I can't just be lazy because the computer is not going to pick up on what I'm up to. But I wonder if that's even the case now. Like if you play a football video game now, it's it's the freaking like, is the computer like that? Is it just like insanely good? I mean, obviously you can you know pick whether you want to be in rookie mode or pro mode or all-star mode or however they delineate what the, the harder modes are. But I wonder if that takes away that like Oh, I'll be a little lazy when I play the computer, and then I'll actually have to try really hard against the person. I wonder if it takes that away. Just thinking out loud. To quote Ed Sheeran, just thinking out loud. Let me know, humans. Just kind of curious, any of you uh, gamer heads out there. Well, humans, it's Easter weekend. It's Masters weekend. The Masters in Augusta, Georgia. And... I was describing the Masters to someone recently that doesn't watch sports, that doesn't watch golf. And I'm not much, you know, I don't watch a ton of golf. In fact, the Masters is the only tournament where I, like, look up exactly what days it's going to be on. This and that. I'll take a nice nap to golf here and there. And I'll, I'll check in on the other majors. 
But I'll just I'll just find out they're on and I'll check in. The Masters is the only one I really seek out uh, with any big degree. But I was trying to describe what I like so much about the Masters to someone who's not a sports person or a golf person or anything. And I kind of just came up with, I was like, well, it's, it's a spring screensaver. It's like you want to just be at home and have something on TV that kind of makes you feel warm and springy and fuzzy. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a spring screensaver. It's the same thing during the holidays as fireplace for your home. Oh, we've got the tree up. Oh, we've got some eggnog. Oh, we've got some holiday IPAs. Oh, there's presents out. This and that. Oh, you know, let's listen to some uh, Charlie Brown Christmas and toss up fireplace for your home. That's essentially the joy I get out of the Masters. It's a spring fireplace for your home. Boy, listen to that horn. <laughs> a spring fireplace for your home. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm into it. I, I, I'll kind of care about the competition, but the real reason I'm tuning in is to see the green grass, the pine trees, the azaleas. I don't mean to belittle it, but I think that's that's what I get out of it. Humans, am I right or am I wrong? Listener line at sydneyhollisshow.com. Well, humans, a little shorter of one for you today. Sid... Come on, man. These are once a week. Well, humans, I'm adjusting. And even though I'm doing my birthday party as a movable feast this year, I did have my actual birthday this week. And it tuckered me right out. Went out for a few drinks. Did a mini pub crawl down 7th Street here in New York City. Hit up McSorley's. Hit up Burp Castle. And hit up the smallest sports bar I've ever been in before. Standings. Those three little pubs. War, your boy, out. But humans, the show is we're gonna we're gonna be exploding soon. <laughs> hey, here this is this almost sounds like some of that lifetime guarantee talk. Be glad you're in at the ground floor, humans, because we're gonna be exploding soon. This is a, this is a lifetime guarantee. <laughs> humans, enjoy the masters. Let me know what you think. Tell me about your experiences with your favorite screen spring screen. Savor. Peace and love. Peace and love.